Sorry, my brain shut off for a second. I'm back. Um, <laughs> the windows sound rebooting. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um... Hello and welcome to the podcast. I'm Risa. And I'm Ariana. And we're the Curlmeister Sisters. As a reminder, this podcast is rated T for Teen for Strong Language and Mature Themes. If you don't like that, well, you know, to each their own. Get on out of here. Go find one of them other family-friendly podcasts because I know they exist and I'm sure they talk about things. And stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, I pulled it back together, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, what are we talking about today, sister? Um, today, <laughs> we're talking about a pitch, a pitch, my kingdom for a pitch. See, I like it. Um, you like, okay, yeah. I, in parentheses, please come up with a better title, LMAO. <laughs> I feel um, like that should be the rest of the title. Um... <laughs> I, I'm always down for a good subtitle. But yeah, we just figured, hey, we haven't pitched in a little while. <laughs> yeah. If you're uh, um, new to Krollmeister yeah. Sisters, uh, we like pitching games. It's a creative outlet, okay? Yeah. It's the <laughs> stories that we want to tell that we just, you know, can't sit ourselves down to tell. You know, the ADHD problem. <laughs> yeah. So... We come up. We we have created these games, and her interactive. Just give us a call. You're gonna want to. Your yeah. people can get in touch with our people. Our people are just us. That's yeah. we are our people. They yeah. they look and sound exactly like us. And no, not because they're our family. Because our family does also look and sound exactly like us. <laughs> just a little twangier. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> so. My first one that I've been really excited to Risa share was so because excited for this. I literally started having the idea and I I it just like all spewed out in like a ten minute block. So this is Nancy Drew and the mystery at the ballet. I don't know if there are any actually ballet set games in I mean games, books in the series. <laughs> um I I have not heard I've not read all of them. I've not read most of them. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. But my setting is a ballet company. Um, I would honestly love for it to be set in Russia, but I will also just take the some random town in the US. <laughs> That's fine. Um, I just would like to have some Russian put in there because I want the back, like the subplot to be about like Tchaikovsky because I want them to be putting on a uh, performance of Sleeping Beauty, um, mm. which is one of my favorite ballets. Um, so for the plot, the theater is putting on a production of the Sleeping Beauty, but as opening night nears, sabotage is afoot. Dancers are getting sick, injured in suspicious ways. Costumes are being ruined. Set pieces are breaking. The ballet company itself has fallen on hard times, and this performance is supposed to be what gets them back on track. If the show can't open, then they might as well close the doors. The owner of the company hears from a friend, honestly, my mind goes to Chantal, um, 
that Nancy does great work, not to mention pro bono. So they contacted her right away. Can Nancy help the ballet recover or it will be lights out for the ballet? Oh, man. Yeah, that's, yeah. I just sound more like a, a, like the the game on the the on the box summary mine mine are yeah. like someone putting a story together yeah mine are just i just, just like thought out no it's it just it just spewed out of me so i'm thinking for puzzles because i went for puzzles before i went for characters love that for me for this but the puzzles okay I'm thinking the historical subplot and everything being about Tchaikovsky and his life, kind of, well, you know, the nice parts. Uh, but we'll <laughs> just, um, I just feel like, um, oh, this is actually a plot of one of the books, except the ballet is The Nutcracker, also by Tchaikovsky. Yeah, I was going to say, my favorite ballet is actually The Nutcracker, which is also Tchaikovsky. So, yeah. Yeah, amazing. I must have, like, absorbed that through osmosis. <laughs> Probably. I'm the sure... Nutcracker ballet mystery. I'm sure I that we saw some episode of a show or some TV movie oh, that yeah. was based on it. Probably. Even if it wasn't that technically Nancy Drew. It was, yeah. Yeah. But, yes. So, I'm thinking we learn about Tchaikovsky, uh, and, like, I would love to have a puzzle where you're being given excerpts of several of his songs and you have to identify, like you learn what it sounds like. And then you later identify which sound goes to which song. I think that would be really fun. Yeah. Like think about it like whale world um, yeah. where you hear it. That's, that's what I'm thinking. That would be so fun. Um, I also would love to see lots of ballet terms used. Like I would love to have like a puzzle box where you have to put the foot positions in order from one through five, mm-hmm. like, and maybe make it a slider puzzle. Cause that's, you I'm know. just designing puzzles for me right now. So. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that what pitch uh, episodes are? <laughs> yes. I would love this. Or I would also love the idea of having like um, a, you've been given the written words for uh like Some ballet moves. poses and stuff and you have to you have to put moves and you put them together and you and like i'm thinking like isis in yeah White i was Wolf just thinking that but like like a uh somehow a marionette-esque doll um yeah. in in like a an old school quarter machine it would be really fun yeah i think and then you have to get like you you input based on the words and you know what, like you see elsewhere, what shape it needs to do. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that's, I think that would be really fun. Yeah. Um, I see, I get, I'm so excited about this game and it's not even real. <laughs> I <laughs> do that a lot. That's, that's the worst part of pitches. Um, I also would love for there to be costume based um things because i think that it would be really really fun to have to like identify different tutu types like is it a romantic tutu stuff like that um i'd love for there to be a puzzle of having to put a pattern together because that takes a lot that is honestly such a difficult thing to do 
when you when you learn how to sew, like it's it's really fun too <laughs> having to learn how to how to where to put things. Like mm-hmm. maybe they make you try to first arrange all the pieces to get cut them and you have to try and fit them all into your piece of paper. I mean your piece of fabric. Mm-hmm. And then after that you have to like decide which ones go together for which step. I think that would be so fun. Yes. And it's such a great like brain teaser. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you have to really have a sense of space and stuff like that to be able to do it. It's really, really fun and cool. Yeah, start um, all tesserae and, and then go into fucking... Yes. <sighs> Good and shit. also, like, fixing a sewing machine could be part of it. You know? Yes. Do, like, a mechanical thing for some, like, old sewing machine. And you're like... Because that's pretty easy to, to like, yeah. look at. Because it's very simple. Yeah. And, you know... There are very few moving parts at that point. <laughs> like the ones in the loft yep. that I was always fixing. Yep. <laughs> but um, I think that would be really fun. So my characters that I have, the owner of the company, she used to be a ballerina herself um, at that company. Um, and she had an injury, and she, which forced her to end her career as a ballerina. Um, the story of many s- ballet teachers. Yep. Um <laughs> So she, the company is a labor of love for her, where she used to perform as a young dancer. So she bought it when the original owners died. She has hired Nancy to come in and save her baby. Because <clears throat> that company is her baby. Then I have is the lead this ballerina. Russian? I was hoping, yes. Yeah. I, I didn't want to say. I, I would love for this to actually just be in Russia. Right. Like, that I think would add some fun into it of being able to... Uh, learn bits of the alphabet, you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I think that would be really cool. Um, but I have the lead ballerina. She's definitely a target. And on the surface, she pretends not to care. But after Nancy gains her trust, she confides in Nancy how stressed she is. She's afraid of being injured, but she's also afraid of letting the company and her parents down if she doesn't perform perfectly. Could she be sabotaging the production to avoid having to perform? Uh, then we have the male lead. Uh, he thinks everyone's overreacting and that it is like it's all just a prank gone too far. But he takes ballet itself very seriously. But he finds this production to be closer to community theater than to professional level ballet. Is his aloofness genuine or is there something he's hiding? <laughs> Understudy to the lead ballerina and her younger sister. Um, she is a very nervous person and claims that she would be terrified if she had to step in as the lead. She feels she'll always be stuck in her sister's shadow. Is she sabotaging this production to be able to step out of her sister's shadow and into the spotlight? (laughs) I have a lot of, (laughs) I had a lot of fun. (laughs) Choreographer. Like most choreographers, he's used, he used to be a dancer himself and aged out of performing. He is very strict and makes takes the entire thing very seriously. To him, this production is as important as the National Ballet. He used to date the owner of the ballet, but now they're the best friends. Is there something more to his past romance with the owner that could be spurring on sabotage? Is there? And then the costume shop manager. I don't know. Is there? You're the one writing the game. Gonna, I'm not going to ruin it. God, I wouldn't just tell you who did it. Ariana, come on. Then there's the costume shop manager who's not, like, a, a, a character you see and talk to. Um, she's just, like, a voice behind, like, stacks of, like, clothing racks and stuff who's telling you what to do. Yeah, just 
Oh, is that you, Nancy? Yeah, I, you know, I have a a pattern set out there. I'm going to need, I I can't do anything. I can't do any talking to you until that gets done, which that's just what costume shop managers are like. That's just what they really are. That's who they are. But they're very poor. (sighs) That's, that's Mr. Eat the Ballet. (laughs) Well, I'm going to read my first one, which is also in a theater. Um... Called The Cursed Curtain. <laughs> I see. I'm sort of married to that title. Um, <laughs> okay, so it's another theater one. <laughs> I get it. We do things in theaters a lot. We have a certain perspective. It's, you know, it's what the people want. It's what the people want. Uh, the okay. people being us. <laughs> Let's see if I finished writing the plot. Um, a production is believed to be cursed when unexplained accidents keep happening. Nancy is finally pulled in when one of the supporting actresses gets slammed into by a falling curtain. And it's one of those, like, really heavy, like, weighted Oof, curtains. Yeah. Oh, God. Um, and knocked into the orchestra pit. This injures her uh, ankle because, you know, obviously. <laughs> that's always what's injured. Um, yeah. Bess, who has been uh, working as assistant stage manager, uh, is then left to her understudy uh, and she, she doesn't want us to do it she doesn't like, want to do it you have to solve this she's like I can't do this <laughs> uh, so Nancy comes in during tech week which is a very stressful week in theater let me tell you um, and pretends to be working in the costumes for the show uh, she gets to know the cast and crew when, while it's a professional theater company, they have a smaller cast and crew than normal because this production is a test for the director to see if she's up to snuff. Some of the group want to see her succeed. Some of, some of the more veteran and snobby folks clearly think they're above this little drama. Um, Nancy finds out that a backstage, finds out about backstage drama as well as previous cursed, uh, productions and, the entity to which they attribute this curse. I don't know what it's called. Because all I can think of is, is Rippledink. Rippledink. Is Rippledink. Um, you know, they got, they got some precocious uh, entity or spirit that just causes it, you know? Um, the characters are honestly, I feel very similar to yours. Um, okay, so we've got the director... She also wrote the play, and it is a very personal project to her, so some of her reactions are a little extreme, and her mind is always changing. Uh, she's driving a lot of the production staff uh, crazy because of all the changes she keeps making, and some people whisper that she's throwing the production because she is in over her head and just wants attention. So, you know. Um, she does a lot of confessing to Nancy. Because she, she, like, has little, those little breaks <laughs> that directors have. Um, everybody knows this, right? Everybody knows directors have those little breaking moments. Yeah. Um, the uh, costume designer is a mer- mercurial elf-like person who contains a lot of emotion for such a slight figure. They can be h- heard talking to the costumes and fabric when no one else is around. Just very, very much coaxing and then, like, also being verbally abusive toward them and it's like are, are you talking to me no no you're fine nance um i feel like because nancy is on costume crew she's going to be interacting with the costume designer the most um 
there's a, I'm going to skip ahead to a puzzle because it's honestly one of the driving forces of me wanting to do this game. Um, a logic puzzle because, okay, so this, there's a thing where some directors change their minds about costumes every day of tech week, right up until opening fucking night. Um, <laughs> and so I kind of figure she's going to keep changing her mind. So like, five times or something depending on how many days we have in this game um you have to do a puzzle where you are pulling costumes or costume pieces uh from the back of the shop to um possibly fit some some logic puzzle that she's written down because she's just had ideas and she's written them and she has no structure to her her demands and so you have to do a logic puzzle in order to figure it out i personally yes. love that but i also that was my favorite part of costuming was being in the back pulling stuff yeah um, also the way you just described this i'm seeing this is like a game that is like set number of days mm -hmm. and you like shadow ranch or final scene yeah uh that kind of structure i feel like I it has that. to be because there have yeah. to be like story beats can't really yes. it has to be on rails um <laughs> uh, let's see um okay then there's uh the leading man he's um he's fine i didn't really I, basically i have some characters that <laughs> but um let's see and then we we get the stage manager who is you know the Therefore, the uh, he's in charge of Bess, and he's just below the director. So it's like, you know, kind of has a bit too big of a head on him, but, like, he also understands fearing the director. Um, he's been there for a while. He's, like, got a Wilford Brimley mustache, and uh, I just, I love him. Um, <laughs> we've also got the... Uh, Oh, and, and Reminds obviously... Reminds me of a guy I worked with, um, with, uh, lighting, uh, whose name was Andre. <laughs> so can we name him Andre? Okay. Andre it is. Um, yeah, he's... And he definitely, like, runs backstage. He doesn't, he doesn't just, like, call out orders. He's the police. <laughs> um... Let's see. And then we've got the lighting designer. We'll definitely be doing some um, puzzle work for her because, like, I mean, come Fix on. Fix some plugs on some stuff. Fix some plugs. Oh, yeah. What if you had to, uh, like, Identify do different... some wire. Um... Soldering? Circuitry? Organizing. Whatever. Management. My, well, I mean, yeah, that too. Yeah. Can or, we, oh my god, you know what would be really cable fun? management into these games? Okay, so you know what would be really, really fun, though? Is having to figure out, like, um, what... Because for certain, like, rows of lights, you have different, um, like, voltages and stuff, like, maximum mm -hmm. that you can use. So you have to figure out, like, which lights take up this much stuff. So you have to figure out, like, which lights go, get plugged into which, like, rows, so you can... Sorry. This is where our nerd <laughs> selves really come out. 
apparently ballet and lighting. That's you know, it's, that's just the you learn a lot about arts, Risa. Uh, but not just the actual arts in them. The the uh, you know structural side to them too. It's all good. Yeah. Um, no, you'll get to, okay. Um, let's see. Then we've also got. Um, a, a, a younger actress who she I kind of picture her having kind of a almost Luna Lovegood type of of vibe vibe where it's like you don't it's like I want to say you're putting on an act but you're clearly not putting on an act and so the, your your genuineness is kind of off putting um, but she's she's a big believer in the curse, and she she's the one who tells Nancy most of the lore that she learns because and um oh I remembered okay so yeah so that that's that character then we've got the leading lady she is um also a big believer in the curse and she the first time we meet her we do something that is um triggering for a curse you know like saying the M word, things like that. No, but so so you do something and uh, as you're coming in to talk to her in the dressing room and she's like, no, no. And you have to, you have to do um, a, what's it called? An anti-curse. Counter curse. Counter curse. Counter curse. Thanks. <laughs> you have to do one of those counter curse things and like. Yeah. Spin in a circle three times. She won't let you through the door until you do it. Yeah. Spin a circle three times. Spit over spit your, over your left, left shoulder. shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! <sighs> the things they ingrained in us. Um, there's also an older thespian who takes himself way too seriously. He's the. I, I keep wanting to say you know the guy, but I guess other uh, people don't always know the guy. Um, just just older guy who's like, oh, well, in my day, the theater was really, you know, just kind of is a very affected, like, yeah. personality. Um, and then there's also the assistant director. You know, director. Richard Topham. Yeah, yeah, a little bit, a little bit. That That's the vibe. Like. <sighs> Takes himself so seriously. Yeah, like that kind of vibe, but then with the grandeur of, oh, yeah. like, Oh, well, I studied under. <laughs> I performed here. Oh, I like that. Nintendo Fan4Threeverse said in the chat, he's Topham's <laughs> descendant. I like that. Um, okay, so, but uh, just really quickly, elements that I didn't get to. Um, I want there to be a lot of, of like, the history of, of theater and their superstition. Like, because there are so many. I want, I want every curse to be referenced in there i want every like counter curse to be like written out by by someone frantically who's like go do this quick because <laughs> otherwise everything's gonna fall apart um and yeah just i'll, I'll it themed puzzles honestly that's what we got yeah. we if I keep going, we'll go forever. So let's go to yeah. yours. <laughs> so my next one is something very, something very loosely based on um, the email mystery, which <laughs> is one of the Nancy Drew files that Ariana had. Um, yeah. So I only 
vaguely remember it because I read it when I was like eight. <laughs> um, so we're we're going strong here. Man, um, <laughs> Beth gets kidnapped in that one. <laughs> I, yeah, but we, it, it, you know, it happens. So one of Carson's lawyer friends is having trouble. All of his clients are suddenly taking settlements with no explanation. They seem very adamant, but won't divulge any further. Carson is convinced that there's something else afoot, but his friend isn't so sure. Carson asks Nancy to go and check it out under the guise of being an intern. Is there something fishy going on? Or is Carson making mountains out of molehills? Nancy dives in and finds herself caught up in social media blackmail that leads to deadly consequences. Nice. I like that a lot. Um, so, an additional mm-hmm. uh, option, though, or mm-hmm. is Carson just trying to uh, uh, railroad uh, Nancy into being into being a lawyer, a lawyer? <laughs> so that she's yeah. not going on dangerous missions? Yeah, exactly. Perfect. But, ooh, um, so the characters. Carson's friend, which is one of the partners of the firm, he's the senior partner, he is convinced nothing is going on. It's just a coincidence that all his clients are settling and really it does make things easier for him. No, it's not the best publicity for his firm, but it really isn't something he thinks is worth investigating. Apparently this man is very blasé about, you know, oh well, I guess. He's he's got the rose green. um. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. It's like, oh, I don't know, man. Things will happen and... Hopefully I'll keep it together. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, the junior partner of the firm, uh, she thinks something is up, but she doesn't know where to start. She's originally standoffish with Nancy when she assumes that she's just another rich guy's kid using cronyism to break into the business. But when she figures out that Nancy is really there for her, she lets her guard down. Uh, the paralegal. He's young and charming and damn good at his job. Mm-hmm. However, is he hiding something? His family ties to the competing law firm. Is he sabotaging the firm's reputation to drive clientele to another firm? Whoa. I don't know. The actual law school intern. <laughs> um, she's shy and soft-spoken, but Nancy feels there's something else going on there. Is she really who she says she is? Is her quiet persona real? Or is there something beneath that quiet exterior? Dun, dun, dun. Um, and then senior partner for the competing law firm. Nancy finds that all of the cases are against this other law firm. Is the senior partner part of this? Or is it just pure coincidence? Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. Uh, puzzles. I didn't get very far with puzzles for this one. Uh, I mostly had a story beat in mind. Didn't really have puzzles as opposed to the other one, which, you know. Um, so I was thinking like filing puzzles, um, learning about law precedents, that'd be really fun. Um, doing stuff like, um, a better version of the typing one from Curse of Blackmore Manor. (laughs) Yes. Because you know what? Kids these days need typing lessons. Yeah. They really do. They don't know how to type and that's not on them. Mm -mm. We need to, we need to bring typing classes back into schools yeah in my opinion y'all i was doing typing classes in kindergarten it's never too young it's honestly it's a fantastic thing to do it's great for hand-eye coordination i was gonna say it's good for and fine motor control yeah yeah um but yes so that would be really fun uh i also think that it would be fun um to nope i lost it oh oh well it's gone. 
<laughs> By thought. By thought. <laughs> so yeah, that's that one. Delightful. Um, <laughs> my last one is uh, titled Nancy Drew and the Light in the Night Sky. Hell yeah. I feel like the title's way better than the actual concept because I didn't get enough of the concept. But I also feel like I really want to hold on to this one and flesh it out. Anyway, um, the plot is Nancy joins George on a visit to a, f- to a friend from the tech world. The friend lives in a small town in New Mexico, which uh, the friend describes as uh, pretty sleepy. But when a local UFO chaser goes missing, the place becomes a playground for believers. The theory of the UFO chasers is that all the local... I'm sorry. The theory of the UFO chasers is that the local was either abducted by aliens or by the government for trying to tell the truth about extraterrestrials. You know? You looked like you wanted to say something. No. Okay. All right. Cool. (laughs) Um, Okay. So characters I didn't flesh out very well, but I know like what I wanted there. Um, so there's obviously got to be a local diner owner um, who's got, like, the alien-themed um, diner. Y'all know it. It's, it's got flying saucers everywhere, and, and you can buy, like, little green men glasses on at the cash register. Yes, 100%. Yeah, so we've got the diner owner who, you know, he's just, he's grown up there. He was, he was there when, like, he was a teenager when, like, there was a resurgence of uh, UFO sightings. Yeah. And there's just, yeah. So he's just kind of over everything. Um, Then there's the diner waitress who knows all of the happenings in town. And she's, she's the one who kind of brings up, hey, you know, I mean, people are saying that maybe, um, she just knew too much because uh, they're, they're, you know, the local tech uh, company where George's friend is uh, is working to develop a uh, telescope. Um, because I also wanted to have um, astronomy and um, like just studying of, oh, yeah. of celestial bodies in there. Um, yes, one hundred percent. Yes. So anyway, they're like, oh, yeah, you know, and they're, they're saying this and, and there's, there's some conflict of interest and da-da-da. Um, and then we've got George's friend's boss, who, uh, you know, would be a suspect if the issue was the local knowing too much about that company or their projects. Um, then there's an organizer for the UFO nuts who it, it seems it's like it's hard to tell if he actually believes or if he's just doing um, getting people riled up for the profit or maybe to just to, uh, you know, draw attention away from him getting rid of that uh, local believer who maybe had more evidence or experience than he did. Um, there also is, because I love her and she has to be there, an older woman who claims to have been abducted several times and has a lot of anecdotes about the outworlders, quote unquote. <laughs> I love her and I will not get rid of her. She has to stay. She's not getting <laughs> cut from this game. <laughs> um, there's also a, yo- a local young man who's excited about the new people coming to town and it's like, hmm, maybe 
maybe he did something because he want he he just wants to get out of there. He's like, this place is too sleepy for me. I gotta get out of here, see the world. Um, there's yeah. also a conspiratorial man who claims the government is covering up the existence of aliens in their town. Um, so he's actually from there, and he's he's just like. Man, does he does he have a lot of ideas? Yeah, is pretty much what you get. He's like a cross between um, Dale um, Gribble. Yeah, well, yeah, that too. But no, I was just gonna say. Uh, honestly, it's 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 the Nick Falcone energy. Okay, but in a <laughs> so like not Dale Gribble fashion, but. Dale Gribble verbiage. (laughs) So, yeah. Uh, And puzzles, like, there would obviously be, like, I have to have um, uh, celestial body identification. I want, like, like all all kinds of, uh, of, uh, again, we get into the STEM stuff. But then I also want there to be, like, just cute stuff in the town. Like, um, similar to putting together the... uh, Oh my gosh. What is the name of the sea monster? Caddy? Caddy, thank you. Cadborosaurus. Um, like putting that skeleton together. Um you you would have to put together like a, a, a flying saucer with like an alien sticking out of it and it'd be cute. Anyway, I didn't have a lot of ideas for it, but I really wanted to do UFO chasers. <laughs> yes. One hundred percent. So, uh, yeah, those are our four new games that we have pitched free of charge. Um, I will, however, take money uh, if you would like to pay me to write the rest of it. Um, yeah, we so these were our elevator bits. pitches. <laughs> these are really long elevator pitches. Yeah, that's, a, I, but that's because I paid the janitor to stop the elevator so that I could talk to the um, producers yeah. for longer. Yeah, exactly. So, uh we got stuck in the elevator with them, and these were our pitches. <laughs> it's like, let we us talk know. when we're anxious. <laughs> yeah, let us know how um, much you would like those games. Totally. Let us know that. Tell us your favorite of the of the four games we came up with. Or come up with a game yourself. Yeah. Um, you can, like, email it to us. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> We won't but try to as take I've said before, it, I promise. Discord or tag us in Twitter, and that's the best way to get a hold of us. It really is. Yeah. I've got nothing to add to that. Okay. Well, <laughs> you can support us on Twitch and Patreon. Oh, but yeah, that too. I forget about those. Yeah. As a, you freak, we're streaming on Twitch right now, Ariana. <laughs> <laughs> you forget about Twitch. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, okay. So, as a reminder, (laughs) I'm Risa. I'm mostly okay. (laughs) And we're the Krollmeister sisters, and we're asking you guys to stay sleuthy. Boy, I have to hit stop. (laughs) Like, who did that? Gravity. Gravity! Francine, gravity! Yeah. Give it to the winner. No, Francine. (laughs) Uh, Just little tiny inside jokes. Little tiny ones.
<laughs> yeah. Hope you guys like that. Yeah. <laughs>